0: Numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
1: Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Midlin. How
2: you doing? It's it. Doing well, my friend. Welcome back from vacation.
1: Yeah, man. First of all, How thank you to it? JVT, Jonathan Vontoble. Usually, there's more did than one work. person who fills in over Him two and weeks. Oh, Matt Brown, Matt oh, Brown Matt did, did as well. He did a day. He did okay. A day.
2: Yep. All right. Well, he did one.
1: Well, nine tenths thanks to JVT. Ten <laughs> percent to uh, to Matthew Brown. Thank you very much. Um, operating on one hour sleep here, Kelly.
2: Yeah, what uh, jet so, lag, so, baby. So what was what was it? 14 hours uh, sometime yesterday. Yeah, and then one hour to try to reset I, yourself. I can't sleep. I Screwed
1: up. Couldn't sleep. So I may fall asleep mid sentence today, which will be fun.
2: You're gonna be toast for like a week.
1: I, I may fall asleep mid sentence, or I might hallucinate that while I was gone, uh, Isaiah tried to eat McNuggets on air.
2: A <laughs> hundred of them in a hundred minutes. How did that go down? Oh, I'll, I'll tell you. It was uh, well. It was a lead up. It was a long story leading up to a Backstory about. Um, so, uh, we were talking about what, what was it Hakeem that filmed the commercial in the 90s with like Duncan Nuggets and some story came out about he had to do it like a 100 takes of it so we got talking about that then we got talking about unsettled side bets here at VEASAN oh, like so Matt many. Brown's kick and so everything many of them. so we lined them all up and then it was you know I know Isaiah was going to be chirping that he could do the Nuggets thing he's a chirper so you know I lowballed him with 100 bucks I was willing to go up to like 400 but he jumped on it immediately
1: how many did he get through bottom line well
2: he, he made through he made it through like 30 in about 10 minutes, Gil. You would have been like, man, this guy's cruising. He hit a wall at about 45. At 50, he tapped out 50 minutes into the show. Wow. Didn't even get to second hour. So I missed a lot. Yeah, I wow. missed a lot. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll tell you what else I missed. Uh, first of all, Drew Dinsick on the show today. Talk uh, Women's World Cup and football with Drew Dinsick coming up. Chrissy Andrews in studio, as always, on a Tuesday. It'll be nice to catch up with Chrissy. Uh, Paul Carr on the Women's World Cup. And Mark Borchard. let's do some baseball today. Get uh, his best bets season long here at this point. 100 games roughly through the season. So at the 100-game mark, nice uh, point to reset and uh, go with his best season long remaining bets, that is. What he's got today in baseball. And, of course, uh, we used to do some at the 100-game mark, Mark Borchardt and I, which was sort of the Sabermetrics All-Stars, which are just noting a pitcher or two who have supremely overperformed and underperformed uh, to this point in the season. So we'll get into that with Borchard. Um, biggest thing I missed, of course, uh, it did happen. It happened, to quote the great Jim Lampley, when uh, George Foreman knocked out Michael Moore and he he exclaimed, it happened, it happened. Uh, Washington football team got sold, officially. Daniel Snyder out, Josh Harris in. This was huge for some of us who grew up in that area and are lifelong fans. Uh, There is one offshore, Kelly, that has decided to uh, post odds on a potential name change. The name change, by the way, will happen. Will happen. Just won't happen this offseason, in my opinion. But I think next offseason, it absolutely will. And um, when, when there's more time to run through it. Because the people have spoken. They don't want the commanders. And right now, this offshore, uh, Will Washington change the name, by the way. The yes is minus 400. The no is plus 250. I think the yes is correct there. But the next name of the Washington franchise, Spartans is the short shot at 6-1. to one. When did that happen?
2: Ugh, not better.
1: When did that happen? Football team, by the way, re- reverting back to Washington football team, 7-1, to one, could be. Red Hogs, Kelly, a nod to the past of the team, both with the, uh, with the Red and with the Hogs, I suppose. The Hogs is what I'm talking about primarily, though. 8-1. Yeah. to one. Why isn't it just the Hogs,
2: though? Uh, yeah. Like, isn't that the most obvious one, or am I crazy? No, you're probably right, okay. but I guess they... And it's not even listed. Yeah, you know, they're
1: just being clever. I mean, this is an offshore. Yeah. Who knows if it has any basis in any sort of reality. And the D.C.'s at 12-1. to 1. By the way, my favorite, the power. Never gets mentioned. I'm the only one who seems to like it. The Washington I power. I like that. Uh, I, Except I, it's I, singular, right? Th- right,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: People have a problem with that. Uh, Washington power. Just put a big fist on the helmet, and you're good to go. Power, followed it, by football team. I don't think you can go back. But for those who are like, can you go back to the older name? Yeah. I think once that genie is out of the bottle, you cannot.
2: Yeah, I think that. No way. No way on that one. But the... uh it's interesting because I feel like it's, I feel like Washington football team is not going to be everyone's first choice, but it would be their second choice. Yes, that's correct. Like it's the one that everybody would be okay with because we already know everybody's okay. With
1: like in an MVP voting when they vote one, two, three, four, and five, it'll exactly, end yeah. up winning the MVP <laughs> yeah. for the most second place votes, but not the most first. Anyways, so that's some fun offshore. As far as like legit things that are available everywhere, uh, NL Cy Young comes to mind. And I want to just talk about this off the top before we get to our guest today. I have multiple bets on Spencer Strider to win the National League Cy Young. We we sort of updated this a couple months ago, but I just want to get into um, one of the tried and true indicators of who ends up winning the Cy Young. So now, again, I have a couple bets on, on Spencer Strider. Why do I have those bets on him? The Atlanta Braves uh, ace, well, so many advanced stats, third in fielding independent, first in XFIP, fifth in war, first in Sierra, first in K percentage, tied for first in wins, uh, even into the uh, non-advanced stats, the standard baseball card stats. Um, we could go on and on, and, and Borchard and I will later in the Sabermetrics All-Stars, so many reasons why I think Strider should be the NL Cy Young Award winner if it were voted on today. But who cares, honestly, Kelly, what I have to say, when you have someone and some device that has accurately predicted Cy Young Award winners, the eventual Cy Young Award winners, with supreme accuracy through the years. And it goes back to Tom Tango. Tom Tango is a baseball sabermetrician, for lack of a better word. He's an innovator in baseball advanced stats. He, among other things, came up with fielding independent pitching. He is the one who developed the run expectancy matrix for those who delve into these kinds of things. So Tango knows what he's doing on multiple fronts in baseball analytics. And when it comes to the Cy Young, just to sort of give you his street cred on this, in case you uh, missed the first time we went through this, he has accuracy. So in 2015, let's go back some years, 2015, his method of picking a Cy Young Award winner, both the AL and NL, he got the top five in both leagues right in the right order, one through five. 2016. Wow. His method correctly predicted the three finalists in both leagues. 2017, he got all of the AL finalists in order. And let me start again in 2017 just to sort of go to the present day. 2017, he nailed Corey Kluber in the American League. 2018, he hit Blake Snell in the American League. 2019, he hit both Verlander in the American League and DeGrom in the NL. 2020, Bieber in the American League. 2021, these are the eventual Cy Young Award winners. 2021, he did not hit either. 2022, last year, he hit both Verlander in the American League and Alcantara in the National League. So, out of the last 12, talking about from 2017 on to today, he's hit seven of the 12 winners.
2: It's not a bad track record.
1: Pretty, pretty it's good. It's not perfect. It's listen. not infallible. <laughs> it's not infallible, but it's about it's pretty as good as. impressive. In, yeah, it's about as impressive as you get. So. Someone like me can go on and prattle on and on about, well, I think these advanced stats and look at all these advanced stats and this should be the Cy Young, awarder, Cy Young Award winner. It doesn't really necessarily manifest in reality. What ends up manifesting is Tom Tango's Cy Young point system. And I'm going to give you the formula. We're going to reveal what his top five are now are in each league and juxtapose them against the current betting odds. But, and I know I didn't sort of warn you there's going to be some math here, but this is, this is the simple formula that he has. Ready for this? Innings pitched divided by 2 minus earned runs plus strikeouts divided by 10 plus wins. That's it. None of this fielding independent, XFIP, war, K percentage. Again, simply put, innings innings pitched divided by 2 minus, e, minus earned runs plus strikeouts divided by 10 plus wins. You don't have to know that. I'll just give you what it comes up with. Let's start with the American League, if we could, Kelly, because this is more straightforward and it's more in sync with the actual market odds currently. Currently, he's got Garrett Cole as the American Cy Young Award winner. 48.1 Tango points. Again, the points generated by the formula I just gave. Garrett Cole is the short shot in the American League Cy Young race at plus 175. So Tango is right in sync with it. In fact, his first five guys are the five short guys in the AL Cy Young Award market betting market, that is, with a little change in the order, but still in the top five. Nathan Ivaldi would represent the most value per Tom Tango in the American League Cy Young Race. He's second per Tango, and he's fifth in the market at DraftKings at plus 750. So Nathan Ivaldi of the Rangers would represent the most value currently per Tom Tango in the American League, though 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 are just out of order, if you will. Now, the National League something entirely different. If you go to the National League, remember when we last did this, Marcus Stroman was his number one. Marcus Stroman is no longer his number one. Marcus Stroman has dropped to number four. But here's the deal. Zach Gallen, who is the short shot, is Tom Tango's number one guy as well. 43.7 National League Cy Young points per Tom Tango, not nearly as high as a collective. But Zach Gallen, who's plus 220 in the NL Cy Young award market, he's number one per Tango. Blake Snell, who's number three in the Cy Young Award market in the National League, is second per Tango, so plus 390 at DraftKings is Blake Snell. And here's where it just goes completely out of whack. Tango's third, fourth, and fifth Cy Young selections, or at least by his point system, I should say, currently, are Kershaw, Stroman, and Luzardo of the Marlins. Clayton Kershaw, Marcus Stroman of the Cubs, and Jesus Luzardo of the Marlins are 3-4-5 per Tango. They are 22 to 1, 25 to 1, and 22 to 1, respectively, in the betting market for NL Cy Young. So, again, Tango's tried and true sort of formula, which isn't infallible, as we pointed out, but is pretty darn accurate through the years. If you're looking for value, it's Eovaldi currently in the American League, and it's clearly Kershaw, Stroman, or Luzardo pick your poison or pick your favorite in the National League and it should be pointed out the reason I included Spencer Strider here my guy Strider's 6th in the National League per Tango and he's plus 270 so per Tango the dumb money my money is on Strider currently pretty interesting I would not have I would not have expected Strider to still be that far back and I'll make the case later with Borchard as to why Strider as great as he is is probably better than his numbers even suggest currently I like it but Tango doesn't care
2: that's interesting
1: Tango don't care. Tango's got the two short shots as the guys to win the Cy Young at this moment. But again, 60 more baseball games to play. Coming up, Drew Densick on the Women's World Cup and more football next.
2: A numbers game on v the
0: Sports Betting Network.
1: Step up to the plate for BetMGM's new Swing for the Fences free-to-play game for the chance to win a prize every day this baseball season. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing in this free-to-play game. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet. On us, just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly, 21 and over to wager. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana. Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. In New York, call 8778 H O P E N Y or text Hope New York that's H O P E N Y 467369 call 1-800 next step in Arizona 1-800 327 5050 in Massachusetts 1-800 bets off in Iowa 1-800 270 7117 for confidential help in Michigan 1-800 981 0023 in Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel this offer is not valid to Puerto Rico residents by the way Kelly thank you very much JVT didn't rock all the states did he not rock all the
2: states <laughs> he didn't get through all the states no. <laughs>
1: Uh, by the way, uh, Kelly, I want to say Haseo to our new uh, listeners in Richmond, Virginia.
2: Yeah, that's by the way, right. that's,
1: that's hello in Korean. I'll stop with the Korean. <laughs> yeah, I got had, like well. had like three <laughs> phrases. They got me yeah. through the whole thing.
2: I was going to say you're going to run out of phrases. Anyways. Uh,
1: as sports betting continues to grow, so does Veasan. You can hear Veasan now 24 seven on 1480 the Line in Richmond, Virginia. Welcome to the Veasan family, and thank you for checking out the Sports Betting Network. Glad to have you aboard.
2: Yeah, let's go, Richmond.
1: Uh, I don't mean to bring things down here, Kelly, but it, it appears this definitely needs to be reported. Yeah, this is just coming crazy. down from Shams Charania. USC All-American Bronnie James collapsed on the court yesterday and had a cardiac arrest. He was taken to the hospital and is now in stable condition and no longer in the ICU. The statement reads, Yesterday while practicing, Bronnie James suffered cardiac arrest or as they say it, a cardiac arrest, medical staff was able to treat Bronny and take him to the hospital. He is now in stable condition and no longer in ICU. We ask for respect and privacy for the James family, and we will update um, media when there's more information. LeBron and Savannah wish to publicly send their deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for the incredible work and dedication to the safety of their athletes, unquote. Wow glad that he's doing better. This just coming down, man. this happened yesterday, but just news of this now coming down from Shams.
2: Whew. So, I, I mean, I'm glad to hear he's not in the ICU anymore. Obviously, hope hope, hope and pray the best for him. Yeah, man. Um I, and I, I mean, it's just crazy, but the day and age we live in, like it's 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 almost wild. This didn't come out yesterday, and I'm almost happy for the family. It didn't, right? Where you didn't have to deal with media oh, and 100%. everything swarming over this.
1: Hundred percent. Well, we we hope for the best, and uh, hopefully his recovery. Um, continues in the trajectory that it is. We bring in Paul Carr, no real artful transition. Paul Carr joins us from Topeka, Kansas. He, of course, is the host of the Expected Value podcast, works at True Media Networks. You can follow him on Twitter at Paul Carr, that's C-A-R-R. How you doing, Paulie? What's happening?
3: I'm doing well, Gil. It's good to see you again.
1: Good to see you, man. Thank you. Uh, So we were talking with Drew earlier, Drew Dinsick, about the uh, Women's World Cup, and there are definitely, from a macro standpoint, right, it's like... Very few goals being scored unless it's the big, you know, sides that everybody expects. The Spains, the Germanys, the United States. The other yeah. thing, and, and and there's so many other ones. One of them is just few upsets, period, correct?
3: Yeah, we're looking at outright upsets, really a couple major ones. New Zealand beat Norway in the opener. Philippines beat New Zealand overnight. Um, that's about it from a, you know, wins. Jamaica drew France was a pretty big surprise, but it's been more or less according to form. I mean, things and part of this is it's a 32 team World Cup. It's the first one that's 32 teams. So you've got a few more teams that may not have been there before. So some of it's you're just going to have a little bit more discrepancy. Uh, That's a little bit of it. And part of it's just kind of, you know, good teams are doing what good teams have to do so far. Yeah. And
1: one of the bets you love to make when we were talking Premier League is both teams to score. Where do we stand now on the no (laughs) on that?
3: Uh, I wish I had taken the note every single game because it's hit in 17 out of 18 games so far. Uh, again, some of that's a discrepancy. Good teams score, bad teams don't in general. Um, and then, but I think kind of a, in a way the opposite is true. Like some of these bottom teams, like the defenses are just a lot better than they have been in recent tournaments. And more kind of your mid to bottom teams, your Ireland types, uh, you know, Jamaica played pretty good defense against France. Uh, so that's part of it. And it's just, you know, Drew mentioned this, the first game of these tournaments tend to be conservative historically. They always have been. And it's just, it's extending the tournament. If you get smoked in your opener, you're kind of done almost for the tournament. Whereas if you get a draw, you know, a little over half teams advance after draws in their first matches, if you lose, it's like 13% historically. So that's part of it is you just kind of don't, blow the tournament for yourself until, you know, we absolutely have to. So some of these teams may open up a little more in the second and third games because they have to, and they have to get three points, but you see a lot of conservative play early in tournaments. and, And that's what we've seen so far.
1: Yeah. The low scoring is also, and this might just be anecdotal, but from what I've seen, sort of punctuated almost comically by some of the more ridiculous offside goals where it's not even, not even for a moment, do you think they will count? You're like, that's not counting. She was like way offside. It's
3: it's a weird, then they changed the rules a year or two ago where refs are supposed to let those go just because if you stop it and you're wrong, they obviously don't have the chance to score the goal. So the referees are supposed to let it go. Sometimes, even if it's, you know, very obvious to, you know, amateurs like us, with the naked eye to see it, so it feels wrong. It's kind. Of, it's kind of the right thing to do, and it's what they're supposed to do. But it doesn't feel right when everyone's playing, even though everyone knows someone's offside.
1: All right. So where do we stand on futures now?
3: Uh, futures. You know, the U.S. is still a favorite. You know, the plus two fifty-ish everywhere. Again, you want to jump on that as a fan. I don't think that's a terrible price. Uh, the only real change at the top is that Spain's your second favorite now. They were uh, they're they're down around plus what is it? Plus three fifty, I think now. And England's closer to a plus five fifty, plus six hundred. I mean, I don't have any real play here, but I will say if you like England and they didn't look great in their opener against Haiti, but if you liked them before the tournament at like plus 450 plus 400, maybe shorter, um, I mean, you can get a better price now and they won their opener. So it's not like anything's really changed for England. Uh, it it just didn't look that great. Again, I'm not saying I'm playing it. I'm not rushing out to play it, but if that was your pre-tournament stance, you can get an even better price now.
1: All right, and the Golden Boot. When we did the preview with you, you had a couple picks, I believe. Nothing's changed there because those are looking pretty
2: good, huh?
3: Right. Yeah, Alexandra Pop was was my pick. She was you could get her at plus sixteen hundred some places, which I did. She scored twice in the opener, and now she's down to plus three fifty. Right. So I'm not again. Don't go out and play her now, but she's in a good spot. Uh, it's I mean it's the same formula for any tournament. You want someone on a good team, that's going to score a lot of goals. Uh, you want. Someone who's got some weak group opponents like Germany has a relatively soft group and we think pop takes penalties. It's a little fuzzy because they haven't had a lot of penalties lately, but yeah, it was a pretty good value on her and it looks even better now.
1: Okay. So now we have a, uh, another four games coming up. You yep. have plays in a couple of them. One involves the United States.
3: Yeah. So U S will play Wednesday evening. It's 8 PM central time. Uh, I like U.S. against Netherlands a lot. This is a rematch of the final from 2019. Uh, the difference here is the Dutch do not have Vivian Medema, who's their top scorer, uh, almost 100 international goals for her. She is injured, not at the tournament. Uh, and the U.S. looked, you know, okay. They didn't obviously blow out Vietnam in the opener, but they're just they're still the U.S. They're they're better, they're deeper, uh, they're fitter than any team in the world still. So I like the U.S. I'll play an alternate line of laying a goal and a half, and you can get plus 210 on this. Uh, Drew mentioned it again feels like a 2 0 type of win for the US. That's what the final was four years ago. Uh, just the US is better. The Dutch didn't show a whole lot against Portugal, uh, not a lot of firepower, even against kind of an average at best European team. Uh, so the US is obviously a lot better. And getting a nice plus 200, plus 210 price on landing goal and half, I'll do that with the US.
1: And then you do have one tomorrow morning as well.
3: Yeah, I've been baiting Canada. For just about any way possible in this tournament. I just think they're an older team that can't score. Uh, they couldn't score against Nigeria, and Nigeria's defense is not as good as Ireland's. That's who Canada plays early tomorrow morning. Uh, so I like Ireland almost any way you want to play this. Uh, I did the double chance at plus 130. Uh, if you want to try a draw or even a win, I don't hate it. You want to go under two and a half, or both teams will score no, those are all pretty reasonable too, because those are hitting all over the place, but those are going to be in the like minus 180, minus 190 range. So I played Ireland, double chance, plus 130 against Canada tomorrow morning.
1: Yeah you mentioned something in there which i don't want to gloss over which is i wonder how many again this is not games involving the us or spain of yeah. that ilk germany not not big you know prohibitive favorites like we have tonight uh yep. in terms of the uh well spain zambia game as well but also the japan costa rica game But anything that's remotely competitive, I wonder how many people are just blindly undering and drawing, if you will. So,
3: I mean, it's yeah, that's kind of 12 of 18 games. I think have had under three goals. And yeah, the ones that haven't are like Spain, US, Japan, Germany, Brazil. Like those are much the ones that haven't so yeah blindly betting under two and a half or something is not the worst strategy obviously it's juicy but uh it's been paying off so far
1: yeah and and draws as well because you're obviously getting bang for your buck there they're not going to happen every time but the bang for the buck makes it worthwhile in some of those instances too betting against human achievement here paul is not (laughs) uh has not been a terrible thing at all and that's the understatement of them all
3: you have to wake up early and then root for nothing
1: Oh, I did it with Norway-Switzerland. I woke up on my – I did the thing where the thumb is over the score, and I'm like, zero, zero. There you go.
3: I think a lot of people look like, like looking at your whole cards. You kind of slowly reveal them.
1: Yeah. All right. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. We'll talk again. Thank you, Paul.
3: You bet. Have a good one. Paul
1: Carr, everybody,
3: from the Expected Value Podcast. We'll
1: come back. Mark Borger. Let's talk some MLB. Best season long bets remaining next.
0: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on
1: Visa. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa. Esports betting network, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by MGM It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Still to come this hour, Chrissy Andrews joins us in studio. My Mishbucha I'm right here at the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip. Tip of the strip, Kelly. Tip of the strip. That's right. Uh, and then uh, Mark Borchardt stated, by. we got to talk baseball. Real quick, though, I want to read these tweets because Mike Alvarez murders me. So we got to read this. <laughs> well, crescendo to Mike. Uh, Incognito better says, speaking of outrageous tip requests, oh, we're talking about the difference in tipping culture between the U.S. and Korea. Earlier, he said, I had a service call for my dryer yesterday, and when I paid the guy, the receipt asked if I wanted to add a tip. You offended by that, Kelly?
2: It's odd on the receipt. Yeah,
1: he did. it's on the receipt. He didn't ask. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. Still. Jason H11, welcome back, Gilly. You missed some shenanigans with the temps now over 100. Do you think we'll get Matt Brown to kick a football? Also, what's the name of that sushi place? No on Matt Brown. No on the sushi place. Brian M., another Korean. Oh, okay. Everybody's Korean. In. My sushi spots in Korean. Steven Vegas, after two weeks of JVT and Kelly on ANG. It's great to have an adult back in the room. Welcome back, Gilly. Goodbye, NBA Summer League. Mandarin collars and chicken nuggets. Oh, the nuggets part. Okay, Mike Alvarez murders me. Ready for this? I guess Gil uses Patrick Ewing's thought process. I take lots of vacation because I get lots of vacation. Welcome back, old pal. Seriously, you look older than I remember. Most people return from vacation looking refreshed. (laughs) (laughs) It's one hour sleep, Alvarez. I have jet lag. It's an all nighter, for God's sakes. I could fall asleep at any moment. Like Grandpa Simpson on the show today. Narcolepsy could happen. Mark Borchard joins us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. He uh, is, of course, base winner at basewinner BaseWinner.com, The base winner podcast. I think you get the idea. How you doing, Mark?
4: Doing good. Glad to have you back, Gil. The voice of sports betting returns, and I, and I say that affectionately, but I'm serious about it. Man, it's like a like a long lost friend was gone for two weeks. Man, so really, really glad to have you back.
1: You're very kind, sir. Let me just start with what I believe is the most overblown story in all of sports media, and I'm curious if you agree. Will Shohei and where will Shohei Otani play after August first? These odds are available at multiple sportsbooks. DraftKings has them. Trade deadline specials: the Angels are minus two sixty-five. The Dodgers are the first short shot at nine to one. He's not going anywhere before the trade deadline, is he?
4: I don't know, man. I mean, I, I was saying no the whole time, but uh, you know, I don't know. You get kind of get get fall in love with these rumors, uh, <laughs> especially if they like they fit the narrative of your, of your, of your modeling and your, your simulations. So like, for instance, like uh, I heard Texas was, was in contention and they have the money to do it. Those guys made a lot of money, the owners and then in the oil industry. Um, and I like Texas to win the division anyway. So I think that like you, you look at it for, in this case is it's, it's uh, from, I guess, red colored glasses. Cause Texas is red. Um, and for me, it's like, eh, I don't know. I think you gotta, gotta go back to what, what the organization's saying and they're saying that they're, they're not going to trade him so i don't know i hope he gets traded I, it's gonna it will be exciting Gil.
1: well it might happen in the off season but this i'm just talking about for the trade deadline there's no there he's not gonna get traded i'm convinced of it i've don't been convinced of so. it from the beginning yeah because they're in the, they're they're not out of contention if you trade him now what are you saying period and i know you don't want to give him up for peanuts and all that but you can't you can't do that to your fan base. You, I, I don't believe you can. I don't believe Artie Moreno will. But this offseason, different story. I just don't think he will be before the uh, trade deadline. Yeah, I,
4: you know what? For yo, know, for me personally, I think Moreno's unjustly vilified uh, in the media, you know, he went, he went after pool He went after Rendon. It didn't work out. Was that because he wasn't being aggressive or is that because they just got hurt or they just were lousy? I mean, huh. then pool comes goes back to the Cardinals and has the best OPS versus left-handed pitching or the best ISO power versus left-handed pitching. So sometimes it's, it's, it's not, you know, the guy's a bad guy. It's just like some of the moves didn't work out, even though they, they might on paper look like good moves.
1: Yeah, Angels right now as it stands, 56-45, uh, they are four and a half games out of the last wild card position in the American League. Okay, want to do a few things with you. First, let's get your baseball picks of the day. What do you like today?
4: You know what I I like the Angels. Speaking of the Angels, uh, that's one of my plays today. I, you know this Detroit team's got really good starting pitching, and so when I ran it through the sims, I thought I was going to get more out of Detroit, but I didn't, and that makes sense because their hitting's lousy and their bullpen's lousy. So while they do have you know Erod, I think uh, Lorenzen's been pretty good. Uh, Scooble pitched well, and so they've got you know they're they're. Their starting pitching is is pretty good, but in this case, uh, I think Canning's been been serviceable. Uh, he's better than average by my ratings. Uh, Erod's 14% better than average, so he's better than Canning. But again, it comes down to the I, for me, it's an offensive uh, a, a complete offensive mismatch. Even without Trout, I got the Angels uh, fourth in baseball versus left handed pitching. They've got some good power there. Uh, they haven't stri- been striking out as much as they have in the past. Uh, So for all those reasons, I think that the Angels are good at plus 109. Full game today, guys.
1: All right. Shop around for the prices as always. Angels plus 109. We're showing plus 110 consensus on the Angels at the Detroit Tigers today. What else you got?
4: Well, I'm going to go. I know you guys love it when I do this, but I'm going to go lay the wood parlay. And it's two pitchers that I, I really like. Uh, especially from uh, recent strikeout performances. And last now I have the third in baseball from, from my base winner ratings. I'm gonna play him first five against Miami, who I think, you know, with Miami, Gill, I, th- I think they got a lot out of the players. I think that we weren't expecting them to hit a lot. And I, I think the coaching's really good there, but I don't know how long that's gonna go. Uh, I like last You You look at his strikeout percentage, uh, last 150 plate appearances, it's 36%. Uh, that's damn good but if you think that's damn good look at Blake Snell Blake Snell strikeout percentage last 150 plate appearances 43.6 best in baseball better than Strider even Jeez. so you got two really good pitchers you know okay beat me on those good good pitchers with i don't know i mean I, i'm not really a fan of the Miami offense i have them 23rd in baseball Pittsburgh is capable they're 16th in baseball but they're also going up against the Padres offense who I have third in baseball. So for, for those reasons, I think uh, it's pretty much even money. You got to lay minus one Oh two. If you take the Rays and the i uh, I'm sorry. And the Padres uh, in a first five inning parlay, Gil,
1: there you go. Somewhere Fezzik is shaking his head, but we love you for it. Rays and Padres. I talked
4: to Fezzik about it. We, we had a yeah. really good conversation. He's a super good guy. Oh, he's the so, best.
2: Um, he's the
1: best. Yeah. And so yeah.
4: so it was, yeah. And so we, I understand the math and, and, there's good there's good parts about playing a parlay and there's there's bad parts so um, but we had a good conversation, so I love Stevie's. He
1: loves you. He loves you. He just loves. You. He he just is amused by the fact that it always ends with with a parlay. All right, I want to go back to something we talked about at the beginning of the show because you just brought up Blake Snell. You mentioned Spencer Strider, so it it occurs to me I should probably bring this up with you, and we'll get into a bigger conversation about your favorite awards bets, or not awards, but not necessarily awards, but also just favorite season long bets that remain. But about the Cy Young, AL and NL. I was going through Tom Tango's projections. Tom Tango who I'm sure you're familiar with, but may not be in terms of his Cy Young predictor system. But he's got Garrett Cole as his number one. Garrett Cole's the short shot in the AL. He also has Zach Allen number one in the NL, Zach Allen the short shot in the National League. The difference is is where Tango sort of you know goes away, strays, if you will, from the betting markets— is he's got Nathan Valdi number 2 in the American League at plus 750 and in the National League he's got Kershaw who'll be back in early August at third currently 22 to 1 he's got Stroman who could be traded 25 to 1 fourth and he's got Lazardo fifth at 22 to 1 he's got Strider sixth Strider's plus 270 right he's second in the betting market do you see it Tango's away largely on both counts the, the ones that he has the favorites and then the ones where he stays how do you see it
4: i don't i mean I, so so i think a good rating to rate pitcher's strength is strikeout percentage walk percentage and ground ball rate i think those are really good things that they can control and if you take a look at the national league leader in that it's called base winner era on my site 2.16 is spencer strider And he got to go down to Gallon. He's at 3.27. So, I mean, Strider's like, I mean, he's got a 186 uh, uh, strikeout percentage, meaning uh, he strikes out guys 86% uh, more than an average pitcher. I don't think it's even close, in my opinion. I think Strider, Strider gets it, Gil.
1: Yeah, I don't either, except for the fact that you and I deal with these advanced metrics, and Tango's method is this really simple formula that more often than not picks the winner, right? And so it worries me. But I'm I'm with you. Look, and this gets this sort of segues into our conversation, which you know we used to do at the hundred game mark, which is our sabermetric all stars. Strider might even be better than his numbers suggest. In other words, he's third in FIP, he's first in xFIP, he's fifth in WAR, he's first in Sierra, he's first in K percentage, he's tied for first in wins, uh, he's first in K minus walk rate at 32.4 percent. He's fourth in E minus F, which is a great hackaway ERA minus fielding independent. But here are the other stats, Mark, and I'm sure you're well aware. But he's, he's sixth in BABIP, 330, meaning the sixth most unfortunate BABIP. He's got the 15th most unfortunate home run to fly ball rate in Major League Baseball at 14%. And he's got the 25th worst strand rate as well. All of those last three indicators suggest that he's probably better than we're seeing so I mean every way you spl- you you parse it it feels like it's about strider except tango just doesn't see it that way.
4: Yeah, I just does that do those tango ratings do they win 100% of the time to No, so. no they
1: don't. They don't win 100% of the time. But it is it is and I think, worthwhile to pause.
4: Yeah. And you know, I, I ran this it was either last year or the year before and, and it kind of like it was a it was, it was a neural network so it was a, it wasn't a completely advanced AI uh, model, but it was, it was decent. And the, the two factors that drive it, uh, that, that the AI came up with were wins and strikeouts. That's, that's what, that's what drove that particular analysis. I looked at last 10 years. Um, so maybe, maybe he's looking at a, at a bigger sample. Uh, but I think that that's, I think that the wins and the strikeouts are, are super relevant. So well, for all those reasons, I think that's, yeah. that that's Striders, Striders, uh, the guy there. Gil. And we
1: should point out your street cred on this because you're the guy who on July 31st um, had Robbie Ray winning the Cy Young at 100-1. to So, you got a little street cred on yep. the subject as well. he looks good
4: world. by all those same numbers. Yep. By
1: all those same numbers. Yep. I still think it's Strider. Uh, but worth pointing out, Tango, giving Tango the respect he deserves. We'll come back. A couple other Sabermetric All-Stars we want to point out. Those guys that have overperformed or underperformed through 100 games that you should be aware of when they start. And
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
3: 1-800-GAMBLER. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.